strangers and residents of Angel Grove, welcome to the Sentai Truther Club. I am your host, Grav, and with me is my lovely comrade, Kennedy. Hey, hey. And today, I'm going to let Kennedy do the honors. Hey, we have an awesome guest. It's Ashlyn Anarchy, your favorite person from Twitter that talks about ghosts and leftism all the time. Ashlyn, I'm so glad you're here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. We've, you know, we've done media together a few times and it's always fun. And I thought in particular, it would be awesome to have you come do my fun show instead of my serious show. Yes, and especially talking about any kind of media like TV and film, you know, I'm qualified for that. So heck yeah. Well, we're excited. Ashlyn, what have you been up to lately? Honestly, not much. <laughs> Fair. I've been watching a lot of Netflix. That's all that's new with me. <laughs> I would love to tell you, hey, you know, typically at the end of the show, I'll tell people, hey, well, would, would you be interested in watching more Power Rangers? But unfortunately, at the time of this recording, today is the last day to watch Power Rangers on Netflix, and no one knows where it's going. Oh, no. Yeah, so it looks like there's only going to be about three seasons of Power Rangers on Netflix, which is, or three series, which is the Mighty Morphin series, Beast Morphers, and I think Samurai for some reason. Really random selection. Whatever. Beast Morphers I kind (laughs) of get because they're still, they just finished season two of Beast Morphers. I'm so excited to get to, like, HD era limit. (laughs) <laughs> whenever you watched it that was today is the last day to watch power rangers on netflix sad to say yeah i know i noticed the I pop mean, up when i was watching that like february 1st was the last that's crazy that means they extended it by a day they were literally like no january 31st is the cutoff <laughs> <laughs> like all right we'll throw a bone here's one more day <laughs> if this podcast was just a little more popular i would have been like let's uh, let's start a save the power rangers petition Change.org. <laughs> Do what you want, cause a pirate is free. You are a pirate. You're whore diddly dee. That's pretty much where we're gonna be at with Power Rangers. I guess because they're gonna try and do a Paramount Plus, but like yo, fuck all these streaming services. I don't have money for that. <laughs> I'll tell you, when we really know that the streaming revolution has died and just become the horrible thing that we were trying to get rid of once again uh, is when you will be able to just get like bundles. Oh, get the bundle of Netflix, Hulu, Paramount Plus, Disney Plus, all through the, the you know, Comcast internet streaming bundle. And then it's over. <laughs> and it's just cable again, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's just cable again, but this time the connection is like unreliable. you know what i'm thinking right you know what i'm thinking right saban is gonna go saban's not gonna go bankrupt that motherfucker's gonna die before he runs out of money let's just say saban was no longer interested in buying the power rangers again heavily unlikely let's just say he dies and no one cares about the power rangers and hasbro eventually dies out and they want to sell the rights let's say if toei doesn't pick up the rights or if toei doesn't care so much about the rights we just do a startup company that just owns the rights to the Power Rangers. I would do that. It's 20 years from now when that happens, because we're going to be in a Power Rangers resurgence again soon. Thank God. Uh, <laughs> bless Hasbro. 
Once this all fades away, I would love to be the one, like, that one guy. I'd be that one dude in my 60s. It'd be like owning the rights to Terminator, right? For someone who <laughs> grew up on that shit. It's a beautiful Just dream. Go, go the distance with Ashlyn, you want to be on the board of directors when that day comes? Um, just cast me in the movies. That's good <laughs> enough for me. <laughs> that type of stuff, you know, I, I'm grateful that, like, you got on board when you did, and, you know, we didn't have to go through, like, potential uh, gray areas to, to help get to the episode. Yeah, I ho- I'm hoping that you, you liked what you saw, at least. I definitely did. <laughs> I haven't watched an episode of Power Rangers since I was, like, a kid, so it was, like, nostalgic to awesome. see it again. Yeah, Kennedy, <laughs> we just got off of Lost Galaxy. And to be honest with you, that last season was such a bumpy ride. Yeah, it was a it was a roller coaster of like just quality. <laughs> yeah. From episode to episode. So I mean, Kennedy and I were like, okay, you know, if it just kind of peters out with a bunch of fives, fine. You know, we'll We'll do what we have to do, you know, to keep it trucking along to get it to the, the next, like, good series, which is mm-hmm. more or less like when you start getting to the Disney era. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were we were kind of, we still held out our hope for uh for this season. And I know Kennedy was like, don't worry, it gets better after this because they kind of explore some of the themes that they had in Power Rangers Turbo in this one. So it's like full realization, which is, hey, public service actually based. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right? Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. Firefighters based, you know? <laughs> yeah, there were a couple of times <laughs> that they kind of tried to do this before to make the Power Rangers be a little more actively involved with like sort of crisis resolution that wasn't just punching things. And like <laughs> they consistently sort of failed to realize this idea before. And then here in Lightspeed Rescue, it seems like they kind of like, approached you know like a pretty good presentation of like a different take on the power rangers that's a little less violent in some ways even if the undertones are extremely militaristic it's a weird season but uh we're we're enjoying the (laughs) so far and uh yeah let's get into it in a second before we do though ashton i'm just curious you mentioned watching power rangers as a kid what was your general like experience with the power rangers before now like growing up and such oh i was like really young when i watched it i don't think i ever really like sought it out when i was younger but when it was on i would watch it and i'm pretty sure it was mighty morphin when i did (laughs) interesting the original the crazy parts of this is that we're now in a new era right we're no longer in the zordon era don't see alpha 5 or zordon anymore Mm -hmm. but it's still serialized it's not like Mighty Morphin where it's kind of just like, oh, in this episode, the teenagers are feeling greedy. What if we made an <laughs> enemy that caused greed to these perfect five teens? <laughs> right? But in this, it's like, oh, there's a coherent story and it goes from episode to episode, mm-hmm. you know, as, as the season goes on. So this is a continuation to Lost Galaxy. Kind of, sort of, not kinda. really. Right. Yeah. Like it's kind of alluded to, but it's only like there for the fans type of deal. Yeah. And this is to say right off the bat, I'm going to hit you with this should have been what Lost Galaxy ended up being. Yeah. This really realizes a lot of the same ideas, but with a lot more potential. So we kick it off with Operation Lightspeed and we made the decision formally 
This season just has one intro episode, which is unusual. Most of the Power Rangers seasons so far have had like these like multi-part arcs that sort of introduce the series. But this one just has one intro episode. And after like looking at what like the second episode entailed, we were like, the second one is basically just a continuation of the intro. And we'll have Ashlyn watch both of them. But like, this is interesting in terms of like moves for the show because they're just going into, we're just going to introduce the entire new season in one episode. Here it comes, folks. It's a freight train. Get ready. And uh, that's pretty much what Operation Lightspeed is like. It is it is an episode that does not have any excess. It's all just fire all the time. Just bam, half bam, full. Bam, bam, bam. Just, it's a fucking hour and a half movie in like 20 minutes. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> Villains literally come in like humans are, have been colonized our planet it's time to seek our revenge Ooh, lady lady vampira is coming soon Ooh, vipress here Ooh, let's get our revenge on the humans oh okay oh there's a kid here as well with me oh something's gonna happen with this this is a plot point that's gonna continue and like just fucking <laughs> balls to the wall you got fucking fires happening there's explosions happening people are rescuing people it is great yeah, and on the Power Rangers side, the military commander guy just is like, uh-oh, it's time. And, like, goes into this room and pulls out these dossiers and is like, "It's we need the Power Rangers, basically. There's no bullshit. <laughs> like, he's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get some plucky young adults. They don't even seem to be teens anymore. They're just, like, young adults doing their thing this time, which is an interesting, like, before, it's always been like the Power Rangers are like kind of in school or probably around that age. But now it's like these these young adults just seem like, you know, they're just young careerists, you know, in like their, you know, weird niche fields. And they go out there and you have to give the credit to the fact that they really sell you on the fact that these new Rangers kick ass. Yeah, it, it kind of reminded me this was like Marvel's Avengers. The first one, like Agent mm -hmm. Colton with the fucking like Iron Man. Okay, dossier on Iron Man. Let's go right. Let's go get him. It, this is like <laughs> a set. This is assembling the team. This is Avengers Assemble ass shit. It's great. Love it. Fantastic. It's everything I wanted. Everything I wanted in Power Rangers yeah. except for one really bad thing <laughs> where we could have said, oh, this is like a continuation of like Mighty Morphin Power Rangers where like they're defenders, but like. They're adults instead of teenagers now, and, like, they're helping people out and rescuing them, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And we saw quite a bit of that in the three seasons of Mighty Morphin. We didn't really see a bit of that after it. It was all just punching bad guys, right? And in this right. one, we're getting back to, like, oh, they're defenders. You know, we're rescuing them. But then, like, the villains start saying, oh, the, the, the humans, they're colonizing our planet. Like, oh, yeah, these, this, is, uh, this is a colony. It's a space colony. <laughs> These people are being recruited to defend imperialism. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> but after that thought passes, it just goes, shut up and pog, 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 pog. <laughs> like, this shit is fantastic, and everybody is beautiful. 
everybody is super attractive. <laughs> like, it's very mm-hmm. unfair. That's the first thing I noticed. It is very unfair. <laughs> very unfair. Everyone is attractive <laughs> in this show. Like, literally, the only unattractive person is the agent, like, Colton guy, right? Who has, like, the 90s stash, like, Sergeant General stash type <laughs> shit. But, like, everybody else is super attractive, and it's ridiculous. Everybody's a model. But, like, on the contrary, they all have, like, all have personality. They have dynamic acting, especially in their face. That was what was missing in Lost Galaxy. Yes. But also, I just really want to, I just really want to credit the fact that, like, we've had a number of seasons where the new Power Rangers show up, whether it's, like, a brand new crop or just some replacements, and they don't seem cool at all. And, like, there have been some exceptions where, like, Tommy in the original Mighty Morphin gets this amazing intro that just makes him seem like an ultra badass and just like a generally nice guy at the same time. And like there have been like moments like that, but in mo- a lot of the time, instead of something like that, we get like the stupid roller skating baby falling down the hill scene from like season two or three or whatever. And like that, that shit sucks. And it doesn't it doesn't inspire you to like be excited about these people. You're so inspired watching these characters who are like pilots and rock climbers and firefighters and they're all hot as hell. And they're like, yes, you're our next hero. You're like, you're damn right. That's a hero. Look at him. (laughs) Yeah, like the best Power Rangers intro, I think, was I mean, if we discount the serial, right, because that was just like X-Files type shit. The best Power Rangers opening that we've seen so far was in space. And that's mostly due to like everybody's stellar acting. And in this one, it was like, not only is like, these are brand new actors, first of all, right? Like it's kind of unfair to say that in space is like the best original intro because it has recurring characters from a previous season. Yeah. We knew four of those people already. Right. This one (laughs) out the gate, everyone's introduction is fantastic. Shout outs to the Yellow Ranger. Just crazy fucking intro, like Mission Impossible ass rock climbing. And she gets her she gets her uh, invitation to join the Power Rangers. Military captain guy, his daughter is going around and she's got the dossiers and like, you know, these government people come up and it's almost like an X-Files type thing. They're like, uh, Kelsey Winslow, we need you to come with me. You know, like... Just like get in the get in the the black car here, um, you know. Like it's really like it's an interesting tonal shift compared to a lot of what we've seen before, but it's not bad. It, it, if anything, like it works pretty well. Um, it feels like not much less serious than bad episodes of the X Files. Really, honestly, like it's it's it takes itself seriously enough to kind of make it work, and so. You know, these people get assembled and we have Carter, the firefighter. He's the new Red Ranger. Chad is the new Blue Ranger. What was his job before he's a Ranger? Medic. Medic, right. And then uh, Joel is the pilot. He's the new Green Ranger. Kelsey's the new Yellow Ranger. But who is the Pink Ranger? Of course, it's the captain's daughter that's been running around handing out the dossiers. Mm -hmm. And if you couldn't see that one coming... And these rangers don't spend a lot of time doubting whether or not they want to be rangers. They waffle for like four seconds. They're like, they're doing it. They're doing it for their country. 
<laughs> it's very nationalistic. You're like, all right, sounds good, I guess. Like, yeah, I, maybe, maybe not. Yeah, whatever. Okay, fine. Fuck it. We're Power Rangers. Let's go. <laughs> it comes with a good government income. Yeah, healthcare. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Student loan forgiveness. Yeah. Um, plus, okay, we have to draw attention to this. Their base this time. It's hard to improve on your base being a spaceship because that's pretty cool. But their base is an underwater, like, sea lab. It's cool as hell. Yeah. <laughs> Why do they have a fish tank underwater? It's that's opulent. just cruel. It's a pure opulent. <laughs> just look out the window. <laughs> it is so, very cool. It's However, cool, it is very... Is, do they go to it by train? Well, that's one of the ways they can get to it, yeah. Okay. The fact that they were getting to it by train was really cool, but I remember, I can't remember, like, what episode we were watching it where they were, like, getting to it by submarine. And I was like, that's very inefficient. Like, you're really just polluting. Y'all literally built tunnels mm -hmm. and connected a whole train system so that you wouldn't have to do this kind of dumbass shit. We can't use Elon Musk's boring tunnel with trains. <laughs> Rule hell world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they lost the rights to use the tunnel temporarily because they were in a, a, a legal battle with Tesla. And so they had to use the submarine to get in and out of the base for a couple days. <laughs> Sorry, comrade. It's our tunnel now. <laughs> <laughs> so, unfortunately, outside of that initial intro, we don't really get that much interesting out of the villains. There's a monster running around the city. Carter saw it while he was uh at his like firefighting job so he's immediately kind of convinced that like yes we need to deal with this that monster is out there i i know it is real um and so the rangers kind of like you know pretty quickly end up out there fighting the monster um and there's not a lot of like additional story to it there's just a lot of like good looking stuff like we're back to the Rangers have nice uniforms when they're not in. They look like their Nordic suits. flags. Mm -hmm. Kinda, yeah. Like it's um, very weird Celtic-ish sort of design. Because <laughs> they got like crests on their on their visors. But also I'm just talking about like the uniforms they wear. Yeah. Outside of the suits. Yeah. They're back into the in space mm -hmm. type shit. Yes. This is a huge improvement over them just wearing like weird dorky clothes when they're not <laughs> being power rangers it's like uh, we're either in the power ranger suits or we are in these like uniforms that l we look like rescue workers that immediately conveys like the the vibe of the season yeah speaking of uh some positive changes the music holy crap <laughs> what like I'm really glad that they ditched the fucking horns. Let me tell you. Why? Well, they didn't... Why did they use horns in the last season? I mean, what's great is that they improved it on two fronts. They kept some of the horns, but they actually used them right this time instead of just playing like the same song regardless of what's going on in the scene. Uh, it's like now like they're actually... You know, they actually have some like Marvel action cinematic mo music during some of the action -y moments. So even if it is like horns and shit, it's like, ba -ba 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 you know, like stuff that makes you feel like something's happening. So that's an improvement. And then also 
they know that at a certain point you kick the metal in and that you don't neglect that for the entire episode win on both fronts with the music yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i love the music the intro intro's fucking baller jason radford did a great job this time around way better I, than lost yeah. galaxy ashlyn what did you think of the intro song i really liked it it like it made me excited to watch the rest of the episode so obviously it was doing what it was supposed to <laughs> Yeah, no weird interrupts in the middle of the song. Like, mm-hmm. just fluid all throughout. You got the fucking guitars going, everything good. Power Rangers, Lightspeed, Rescue, you know, like classic. Just has classic <laughs> written all over it. I, I don't see many people talking about Lightspeed Rescue as like a beloved series. I'm not going to say that this is the best Power Rangers series, but like, between this intro and even the couple episodes that we saw after, I am very like, wow. I am just amazed at like the love that went into this project, you know? You could tell just from the even the sound design. That's how you yeah. know they care. Yeah, there's just a lot of detail to like here. I agree. Power Rangers, they beat this monster that Diabolico sent. Which, by the way, Diabolico, the new monster mm-hmm. maker rules awesome character love the new monster maker (laughs) villain this season is just unfair even the villains are attractive (laughs) this sucks (laughs) yeah viper's hot her minions have cool looking suits what do you do yeah yeah everyone looks like a fucking final fantasy character or they're just hot like it's ridiculous yep There is no in-between. No, no. <laughs> the Power Rangers come back. They quickly defeat this monster. And the captain is like, yes, you defeated that monster. But we're going to have to do a lot more if we want to actually defeat all the monsters. This is just the beginning. Which, like, just again, just this episode just perfectly sets everything up and doesn't have very much bullshit in it at all. Like, they're just making it clear, here's what's going to happen. You're Power Rangers, and you're Power Rangers because you're badasses. There's monsters. Go fight one and see what it's like. Also, (laughs) this is the beginning of journey of many months and trials and tribulations. Just boom, all laid out. Bam. Yup, yup. So fast-paced, so in-your-face, so much action. So good. Fantastic introduction. How do they do it? We've gotten now three intros back, like back to back to back. That has just been just spot on, you know? Last one, you know, it had some dips. Don't get me wrong. This one, though, pogged. I'm pogged all throughout. So good. Yeah. I really, yeah. I really did enjoy the, like, even the fights, they're, they're getting more confident in their CGI, too. Mm-hmm. And another thing that I noticed was that this one, I think, had the yellow Humvee. Am I right? I think they did ride around in the Humvee because they don't get the Zords yet. Yeah, they don't get the Zords yet. So they're mm-hmm. riding on a, on a yellow Humvee in a tunnel. And that shit whips. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> also, they look cool pulling up in the Humvee as a team, you know, like, mm-hmm. and, it's like- and just like jumping out the sides and everything really dramatically, you know, like it's that's like that's fun action shit. It's like those 80s teenagers who were all the cool kids that those stereotypes grew up 
and were still successful and attractive. Again, very unfair. They never plateaued. They peaked and kept going. They just kept going. It's like, God, could you please just take an L already? Jesus. Just one. Just one. I saw I saw this study once where they asked people at different stages in their life, like, do you think that like you've peaked yet? And when did you peak? And like they correlated this between like what age the person was and when they thought they peaked and all this stuff. And there was this small percentage of people that were like in their 70s and 80s, but were like in the category of uh, I might be peaking now or I might still, my peak might be yet to come. And that's these people. Like, they're going to feel that way forever. They're like, nope, I'm still, I'm still going to do better things yet. Just you watch. Hell yeah. I love it. This is fantastic. This shit was like, I was like, no one has been forthcoming with a relationship in like a way that's an adultish way, right? Not like kid bullshit for the most part. Seeing this, I was like, is he gonna go there? Like, is he actually gonna like ask her out or any of this stuff or get to know her? And yeah, that you know what they did it. And then like even in this one, the fact that they even went that far, I was so surprised. Yeah, they they really make it clear right away that like they're not gonna shy away from the slightly more adult themes that draw people, including kids, to the show. Because as I've talked about on this podcast before, this is was and still probably is like an aspirational type show for the kids that watch it. You don't watch it because mm-hmm. you want to see little kids doing like going on a mystery or something like that. It's because you want to look at people that are grown up doing awesome things and be like, yes, one day I will be like that. One day I will be fully grown up. I'll be tall and muscular. I'll have friends. We will do cool stuff. I can do whatever I want. I'll have a sick yellow Humvee, like all the things that every adult wants. Yep. Yep. Yeah. We jump into the next episode. Lightspeed teamwork, which gets a little bit more into just like a view of the characters, uh, a little bit more of a taste of what the villains are up to, although maybe not enough, which we'll talk about a little more later. Uh, and then uh, we get to see the Zords for the first time uh, of the new season, because, of course, these Zords are a huge part of every season and their introduction is almost as important as introducing the new characters. Yeah, basically, Lightspeed teamwork opens with the villains speculating on how they can get one up on the Rangers. How do they destroy their base? What do they do to, like, mess up the city or something? And I I misspoke earlier, by the way. Jinxer is the one who makes the demons. Diabolico is just one of the other lieutenants. Jinxer Mm -hmm. conjures up a new demon that's going to go, like, just mess up the city fuck up Mariner Bay as much as it can. Meanwhile, Joel has his first seat real encounter with Mrs. Fairweather. Or sorry, Miss Miss Fairweather. I shouldn't misspeak because this is very important. Um, <laughs> he has his first encounter with Miss Fairweather and he doesn't immediately know who he, she is. He's just somewhat vain and also struck by her and is just like trying to woo her 
And you just get the impression right away that Joel, he's just used to being a celebrity. Yeah. He's not, <laughs> he's not used to hearing no at all. He doesn't yeah, get rejected. He's used to women coming to him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is, you get the impression that an L is incoming. <laughs> so I feel like you can tell just based on how they like literally collide with each other as soon as they meet. Right. Like, you know that that's not going to end well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they bump into each other very literally in the hallway. Joel helps Miss Fairweather pick up her stuff. They kind of introduce themselves a little bit, but Joel's in a hurry and he takes off. And then uh, mm -hmm. he decides that he wants to get whoever that uh, beautiful woman was some flowers <laughs> to, uh, you know, make up for running into her in the hall and blah, blah. <laughs> so he runs off on a quest to get flowers. In the meantime, he's out, you know, bucking around and Captain Mitchell starts a meeting because. Joel's just not there and they don't even get very far into the meeting before there's like alarms going off and they're like, oh no, but they do briefly meet Miss Fairweather and discover that she's the <laughs> one who made all the Zords and stuff. It is important that everyone but Joel knows yeah. this. <laughs> <laughs> I do like that they, because they've, they've toyed with this many times throughout the show's history so far i do like that they, they explicitly just have a person that made the zords this time that she's just like a regular scientist to some extent obviously she's, she's very brilliant and like in the top 0.01 percent of like scientists or something like that but so she's an ordinary scientist and said she's not an alien she didn't come from another planet <laughs> or like she, she wasn't imbued with magical powers like just through science she she made the zords and I think it's cool that they chose to make that character a woman also because they don't, mm -hmm. they, you always have strong female villains in the Power Rangers. You don't always have strong female heroes. And I'm glad they made this choice this time. Seasoned three Billy archetype? Yeah, but like stronger, like a yes. way stronger version of that. Yeah, improved version. Yeah. So, yeah, so all the Rangers except for Joel learned that uh, Miss Fairweather is the one who made the Zords and stuff and the Morphers, and she's basically a badass. Um, and But they have to take off. They can't finish the meeting. Um, there's alarms. There's a monster attacking the city. They gotta go. Uh, Joel makes it back just barely in time, literally <laughs> stuffs the roses into his suit, and then morphs. Yep. The, the, the roses are just pressed against into his the body <laughs> the whole time that he's out there fighting. <laughs> I know I noticed that too. I was like, really? <laughs> they, went <laughs> there. they went there. Like, I they hope they even, thorn. They didn't even stop to talk about it. Nope. <laughs> Just keep going. I, like, I loved right. it. We're on Honestly. the train. We're on the train together, baby. Choo choo. I think that like this the first episode didn't necessarily make it clear whether the show was still gonna have a sense of humor at all. But this episode makes it clear that no, actually, mm -hmm. like we're still gonna have fun here, folks. And I, I, I did like that. So things get like a little bit more complicated with the monster because it's a, it's it's a good monster, and the the Power Rangers try to beat it, but it's big. It's too big. How, what can they do? They're small. 
So they destroyed the monster. No holds barred killed it. Like it yeah. there was like a death scene. There was a corpse. And they, the corpse they, yeah, looked they, like they big dung. Big dung. Mm-hmm. Outside of the corpse looking like shit. The like <laughs> there was an actual dead body. Like they, this is now a body count. This counts. So like, <laughs> yeah, kill number one. Thanks. Thanks, Red Ranger. Episode two. Uh, and but then it, they resurrect that the villain, I think it's Vipra, resurrects it and makes it bigger. Well, they throw a card at it. I, it seems like, like maybe any Yu-Gi-Oh of them can do that. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's interesting because it doesn't seem to matter in this season whether you're alive or dead when they hit you with the card. Ah, uh, you <laughs> activated my trap card, Gigantify. Yeah. <laughs> So, oh no, what do the rangers do? They're small, the monster is big. And that's when it is revealed that they have these... Five pieces uh, of Exodia? Yes, the five pieces of Exodia. The five uh, infinity (laughs) stones. Um, (laughs) That's when it's revealed that they have brain zords choo-choo yo i was fucking pumped oh it was so good train zords who would have thunk it who would have thunk it yeah i like the train zords i love them i love them so much i don't understand why people didn't like this like this was cool as fuck so good yeah but apparently, like, the kids didn't like it because trains are geared towards a younger demographic. And that's why they were like, eh, maybe we'll skip the next time Super Sentai does a, a train season. Uh, but I thought it was cool as fuck. <laughs> Especially when they assemble it to the Meg... Yo, that fucking Megazord? Yeah. What? Yep. That combination yeah. sequence? What? <laughs> no, I, just, I, I really have to describe this a little bit because this, this, like, train... Um, station comes out of the water. The trains mm-hmm. assemble, come into the city, and like they pass by like commuter rails and stuff. And like it's clear that the whole city has been designed to accommodate this. And like this huge <laughs> train coming in, and then the train cars open up, and these Zords come rolling out, these like Zord trucks. And then Joel gets like a fucking VTOL like just like a a, a, a sci-fi super jet get wrecked yeah he got the best one this is where your tax dollars go yep <laughs> and uh yeah Taxes those in the city must be high first of all this is see you get this... shit like this when you tax the wealthy we could be having yes. power ranger suits if we taxed Jeff Bezos, wealthy. come on. Agreed. <laughs> Jeff Bezos should pay for us to have Power Rangers. Um, Elon Musk, come on. Did 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 no Jeff, more SpaceX give us Power Rangers? Did Jeff Bezos make us Power Rangers today? <laughs> no. No. So time to bring out the guillotine. <laughs> What's cool here is this is where, again, we get our first taste of the Power Rangers this season. Their job is not just to punch things because the, mm-hmm. the, what they do start doing right away is they take these rescue vehicle like Zords out and they start using Light them like vehicles. rescue vehicles. What do you mm-hmm. know? And you know what? It's cool. And they'll, they'll like the Power Rangers themselves are like jumping into burning buildings and like 
you know, they're using the Zords and they're like running around in their suits saving people. And like, this is a good vibe. This is like, this is good positive feelings right now. What if you saw the rescue footage and it does like a, a freeze frame and it says, presented by Lightspeed? <laughs> <laughs> Lightspeed oh my rescue. gosh. Yeah, Anaheim Electronics. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. I wish they would, honestly. That's why everyone's so attractive. But but it is really fun that they're like, they're making use of these Zords. They're being creative with them and they're using them again, not for violence, but for, you know, rescue and like crisis management type purposes. And they're using their powers for the same thing. Um, And like they do that for a while first before they get into like trying to fight the monster and like focus on just like you know the fact that like there's human lives at stake which often was like something that felt missing in previous seasons of power <laughs> rangers where it seemed like they were fine with just like knocking buildings down and shit as long as they defeated the monster at the end of the day and they didn't really like check to see if people were evacuated first like these guys show up and they're like let's secure an area of the city first evacuate people get them to safety then we'll fight the monster once it's like relatively safe and not going to cause massive casualties. That's sensible. <laughs> yeah. So, it seemed like the Rangers actually cared about the destruction that was going on. Yes. Agreed. Yeah. Okay. So they've done some evacuating and they start trying to assemble the Megazord. And there's kind of a funny, you know, so, like they have a little <laughs> trouble assembling the Megazord the first time. It also becomes clear that this Megazord can be assembled a few different ways, which is an interesting change. Um, mm-hmm. That, like, there's not necessarily just one way that you put it together. But, uh, yeah, so they're having a little trouble with it. And there's a very important exchange that happens around this point where Miss Fairweather is at the control station, you know, back at C-Lab, saying, hey, folks, I designed these machines. Here's what you do with them. Except that not everybody knows that she designed them because Joel missed the meeting earlier. So Joel gets kind of a little mm-hmm. short-tempered with Miss Fairweather over the radio. Yep. Again, this will be important later. So, uh, <laughs> so the Megazord forms and the Megazord is good. Yeah, we're back to like the Megazords and the Zords themselves looking really good. And but especially the Megazord, especially the Megazord. And did I mention that the Megazord does multi track drifting? <laughs> That's later. Oh, is it? Yeah, damn it. Yes, it does multi track drifting. Get, Watch get, the get hype though, people. Get hype for get hype for the rest of this season's episodes <laughs> of Sentai Truth. That's all I'm gonna say. Um, multi track drifting. <laughs> But uh, yeah, the Megazord is like this big rescue vehicle Megazord. It fully embraces its role. It has flashing lights and stuff. It uses um, like the fire truck ladders as weapons. Yes. It's intense. It's like a rock and soccer robot. And the way they film it, they give it some like, I, we haven't talked about it yet, but the camera angles they use in this show is like artistic. Yeah. Like, really, it's actually very well shot. Unusually, it feels like Kino, <laughs> which is like really weird. <laughs> Hollywood. They 
for sure. Yes, it's very Hollywoody. It's very. It feels like there's <laughs> yeah. professionals working on it and shit. They're, and yeah, they're paying more attention to cinematography for sure. Oh, so much more attention. <laughs> more like they would just have lots of shots where the rangers are just kind of standing in a line talking to each other or whatever um, <laughs> you're like here close up now <laughs> the rangers win the fight with the megazord it's all good they have to pull out a few of the stops with some of the equipment and stuff because they're having trouble at first and they have to get to grips with all this new equipment and some of it has to be shipped out and blah, blah, you know, to join them while they're in battle. All these complicated factors, but it works out and they win once again. But uh, when they get back to the base, first, everyone kind of gives Joel a hard time about, hey, teamwork is important. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I agree. But then he sees Miss Fairweather and he runs over. He's got the flowers. He's got a photograph of the his, the man's self. Like the flowers somehow miraculously survived the fight in the suit. <laughs> <laughs> or most they actually seem to be a little harmed because when he runs over, some petals are they like do, falling yeah, off. The petals fall out. <laughs> look perfect. But they still look fine. The suit protects um, it. The morphing grid protects it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's the magic of the morphing grid. So Joel runs over and he's like, hey, I just wanted to say sorry for messing your stuff up earlier. I'm a suave dude. Check out my photo. Here's <laughs> here's some flowers. And it's kind of working, actually. Like, she's like, hmm, you know, all right, maybe, maybe, you know. He, um, he is very charming. Yeah, yeah. he's got his foot in and the very door. very attractive. Yes. Yeah, he's hot. Yes. He's very hot. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, he he he's got his foot in the door. Maybe he's not like about to get a date with her like today, but he's definitely made some some progress. Except that then he starts complaining about whatever fucking nerd told him off during the mission about how to fly his his sword. And of course. Who is the nerd that made his sword? It's Miss Fairweather. I've got a Fucking question. Miss Fairweather invited him to a private area, right? That was later. That was later? Yeah. No, I think... Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, she does. She does pull him aside when he's like, hey, yeah. can I talk to you? She does, she does like pull him into her office. No. No, she didn't. She didn't pull well, him into her office. She he asked, him, like, are you allowed to be in here? Yeah, she pulled him into like a supply closet esque area. And I'm like, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> what? She's, she opened up the court for your shot. <laughs> now you just gotta shoot it, bro. <laughs> it was wide open. <laughs> and you decided the bitch and complained about your work day. Like <laughs> No one wants to hear that bullshit. She was totally in the right for this. Yes, 100%. <laughs> so Joel gets reamed out by Miss Fairweather. And uh, it's just kind of a funny end for the episode. And again, kind of like leaves you on a note of like, yeah, there's going to be some comedy here still, even if this is a more serious season in some ways. Mm-hmm. And uh Yeah. Yeah, because like for the most part, like it was more like, ah, come here, you silly goof. Yeah. You fucked it up. 
You got it, L. Come over here, big guy. Yeah, all the other rangers are like watching him strike out at one point and like laughing. It's really fun. It's great. <laughs> yeah. Watching him take a huge L. Yeah. And then it closes with the like picture like falling off of the place she pinned it up, which I thought was very nice cinematography. <laughs> ah, Kino. <laughs> So, let's start with Ashlyn. What did you think about the opening two episodes to Power Rangers Lightspeed Rescue? I mean, overall, I really enjoyed them. I thought the plot was really good. It really gave the characters, like, really fleshed out backstories and, like, personalities, which I always appreciate in the show. Like, one of my biggest pet peeves is when, like, the characters are just flat and have nowhere to go. So, they were all really, really like round characters. So I loved that. And the action of course was great as well. So. Okay. 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 Kennedy, what did you think? I thought these two episodes were both pretty strong. I thought that they really, they opened really cleanly, concisely, and with a lot of things to just like up front. I do think that the mm-hmm. subtext of this season is probably going to be really weird, it seems. Because, <laughs> like, there's definitely some, like, imperialist, like, authoritarian kind of vibes to a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Kind of, like, on the low. But in general, like, that's not the main thing that you see. And if you just kind of turn your brain off and enjoy it, the characters are good. The action is good. This is really strong. This is like the strongest opener we've seen, basically. I really do enjoy these two episodes. The imperialist part, it fucking sucks. (laughs) It really fucking sucks that that's the ideology of the show, at least on the forefront. But to put it like, why is that so like, yeah, it sucks, but it's not surprising, right? It's nothing to be surprised that somebody made a nationalistic imperialist propaganda disguised as a Power Rangers episode as a form of ca- under capitalism, right? It's like if this, if right. we were in the Soviet Union, yeah. we were analyzing media from the Soviet Union and Power Rangers produced in like the 60s or 70s, then we'd be like, like, of course, like obviously, you know, fucking Khrushchev, right? Like obviously, you know, we'd fucking be like mm-hmm. that, but I'm yeah. not surprised, right? So therefore, it's hard for me to give that a negative. I'm not expecting every piece of every series of Power Rangers to be a command economy, a liberal, you know, social democracy, right? But mm-hmm. this, it's unfortunate, right? Because this has like season one vibes, but just Hollywooded the fuck up. <laughs> they were like, okay, all right, we got the fucking budget. We're no, we no longer have to spend so much damn money on CGI because nobody wants space anymore. So let's just do, let's just do on Earth shit. So this is where they brought the budget, and my God, fun stuff, just absolutely fun. Like I would say, like popcorn worthy watch. And I almost want to, like, I'm gonna also tell you guys, like, it is so good, and the follow up episodes in the filler guide are so good that we actually want to expand the filler guide because of this. Because the, the, the filler guide for this season, and you guys will probably know by the time this, this episode releases, but the filler guide for this season is especially aggressive. 
where like suddenly like the villain is introducing another villain and it's like we barely got to know this villain and like these characters like they're still amazing but it's just kind of like eh you know we didn't really get to expand on these couple of characters like maybe we might have missed something you know stuff like that mm-hmm. so like we're course correcting and we're we're sort of making history i guess if you could say when it comes to this filler guide in terms of like hey we're act looking out for the viewer and this is one of those things where like not only are we looking out for the viewer but the actual content we're going to consume, we're already like, man, this is probably going to be pogs, pogs as fuck content <laughs> that we're just missing out on because some nerd deemed character development was too fillery, right? So I'm probably like, I, I could take away, I could take away a part of the imperialism part and just give it like a 9.5 mm-hmm. out of 10. But like, it, turn your brain off on that or that or just don't care. And it's just po- <laughs> like I said earlier, shut up and pog, right? Uh, so I'm gonna start with my rating. Um, like I said, you catch me on a bad day. It's like a nine and a half on a good day. This is like a fucking ten. My eyes are glued. My eyes are glued to this television screen. Yeah, I think I pretty much have to agree. I think I would. I think I would solidly rate this a nine point five. I do think even ignoring the imperialism, there were like small stumblings here and there, but they're so small that like, I don't even want to like spend a bunch of time talking about them because what is here is so good. And yeah, like this is just, this is just like high quality Hollywood action type stuff. And uh, it's really fun and the concepts are fun and the ideas are pretty good and the characters are pretty good. And they aren't stumbling over a bunch of like weird nonsense that no one cares about. So, yeah, for sure. Uh, Ashlyn, what were you thinking? I would give it a solid nine. I mean, I would definitely watch it again. The imperialism takes some points off. And for me, since I have a lot of acting training, some of the acting was a little painful for me to watch. But that's probably because I noticed things that other people wouldn't (laughs) when I'm watching shows like this. Um, So that's the only thing that knocks a point off for me. Yeah, these are all, like, to us, though, like, this is quality acting because these are all people, like, straight out of college. (laughs) Yeah. That, that, like, auditioned for the role and got the job. So much of the acting on Power Rangers has been questionable that this seems really impressive by comparison. But I do see 100% what you're saying. There are some moments where it's a little bit too, like, daytime Mm TV-ish with some of the, the, the delivery and uh, they get a little better as they go and they kind of settle into doing the show. Um, but these first couple episodes, there are moments where like, it's, it's goofy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. isn't necessarily a bad thing. But... Yeah. And I mean, like, to be fair, like, Kennedy and I always go, oh man, like, we do our own Power Rangers, right? And I'm like, but we both recognize, like, we're probably not the best actors to be casted for a role, right? <laughs> Now, there are people out there who have said that to themselves and have casted themselves in a role and have made fan films. And I will say, like, the state of Power Rangers fan films literally hasn't been good since, uh, I'm sorry, till, like, 2017 with the, 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 the really, like, ooh, dark, gritty Power Rangers type deal, right? <laughs> um, it really wasn't until that one that the quality of the Power Rangers fan films at all have gotten to like match even mighty morphin levels 
Yeah, you know, I can't really fault it too much for that acting, but I could see why we've had guests on before who have also been like, like the concepts, mm. but the acting is kind of like, we, are we just all agreeing that the acting is wooden and that's just the way it is? And I'm like, yeah, but like, yeah. there's still pog to this, am I right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I still vibe with it. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Well, I'm glad you still vibe with it. And uh, yeah, if you want to watch it, let me know and I'll try and hook you up. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Netflix. <laughs> I think in conclusion, I'm going to say this. This is like going to be the most fun I think we're going to have with Sentai Truther in a while. Now, I'm not talking in terms of like recording. I'm also talking in terms of watching, right? Because like our in space watching was like pretty pogged off our fucking gourd and shit. But I think like <laughs> to politically analyze this one in particular with what saw and even with what ashland saw i think it's just gonna be so much fun mm -hmm. so like i'm i'm so excited to to be geared up and watch the rest of the season <laughs> what do you think kennedy i'm ready i'm ready for it awesome. light speed <laughs> rescue let's go <laughs> <laughs> ashland where can people find you i am on twitter Eki. instagram too same handle i'm always around i'm always shit posting so that's where to find me Awesome. Awesome. Is there any projects you got going on as well? Not currently. I'm in the process of moving right now, so nothing too huge gearing up until after I'm settled in. Right, so That's remember fair. that. That's at Ashlyn yeah. Anarchy. <laughs> I'll have it right in the links are in the description. <laughs> also, I want to say if you want to listen to us watch fan films, create tier videos, go over any of this extra side content of Power Rangers stuff, we're exploring it all and we're down to explore it all. You can catch us on patreon.com slash truther. Thank you so much. Rangers, thank you so much for listening. If you liked what you heard, please make sure to rate our podcast five stars on iTunes and Stitcher. Subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to them. And as always, you can find Kennedy and I on Twitter. I am at Gravcast, and Kennedy is at Kennedy T. Cooper. Stay safe, Rangers, and may the power protect you.